done it. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. Remember when this podcast was going to be like lighthearted? We were going to talk <laughs> about periods and like fun sex boys. stuff and boys. And now it's like, let's talk about body policing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, laugh or cry, honestly. The world is a cold, dead place. Here we are. It's the end of the world, and we know it. Hi. And I feel fine. Hello, my name is Alice. My name Thomas. is Gianna Malazzo. And together. <laughs> and together. We we... Go on. Abroad. Abroad. Oh, abroad. Oh, I thought I thought you were doing a Abroad. Abroad. Yeah, oh, abroad. I was. I was. Yeah. I heard it. Guilty yeah. as charged mm-hmm. with the piss mm-hmm. taking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it never ends. Anyway. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. We were trying to think of a fun subject, but the it world's just, just kind of burning so, itself alive, seriously. like it's in Game of Fucking Thrones. Yeah, um, um, we we oh, can't talk spoiler. about that. Yeah, spoilers for next week. Mm. Oh, at this time next mm. week. No, not this time next It'll week. It'll be done exactly when it always is, which is Sunday nights. <laughs> mm. It will be done. Yeah, so there's been a lot going on in the news and the media. About mm. body policing, and we have a lot to talk about, don't we? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to navigate. I always write navigate. If you ever want to know who's written the uh, description on these, if it's got navigate in it, it's me. I'm trying to not put oh, it really? as much. So yeah. navigate. I <laughs> I, I say unpack. That I, read, like, I, I say unpack mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you wanna, if you wanna debunk i like right in the bio on this one or you can just look at how we spell things because it's very obvious or <laughs> who's using an oxford comma which controversially you don't use an oxford comma i mean sometimes so interesting let's talk about actually fuck abortion let's talk about oxford commas for 40 minutes <laughs> let's talk about grammar uh so literally like 40 minutes ago i just got this headline so i'm fucking riled up so can, I, can we, should yeah. we just jump into it? Should we just jump in? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's dive in. So this, I mean, the past couple weeks, there's been a lot of anti-abortion, and I like to use the word anti-choice mm-hmm. rhetoric, which I took a women in the law class in college when I was like, mm, I'm going to minor in political science. And I had a badass professor, and she was like, the language we use to talk about this is important, number one. She's like, it's not pro-life, it's anti-choice, which I thought was like a really interesting way that the right-wing media has started using this term pro-life when that was literally never part of the conversation 200 years ago or about there Mm -hmm. when whatever anyway (laughs) two like very 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 strict anti-choice anti-abortion laws have been passed in alabama and georgia basically outright outlawing abortion the latest one in alabama was just signed by the freaking governor which was, like, the last hope of, like, maybe, you know, it was passed, but, like, maybe it wouldn't be signed. But, nope, she signed it. That bitch signed it. And basically outlawing abortion at six weeks. So that's the latest, fresh off the frickin' press. Mm. How do you, like, obviously you guys have been uh, adjacent to or closer to the um, Ireland 
abortion issues. But, like, how closely do you feel like you have followed, like, the kind of stuff that's going on in the U.S. with abortion? So, just want to point out right here off the bat, it's still illegal to have an abortion in Northern Ireland. Still illegal? 100% illegal? Oh, that is a very good question. Um, Pass. I don't know. I know that it's... I think it might be, you know. Hang on. Because technically, it's still legal in the U.S., and hopefully it will always be legal, but it's the, the laws that individual states are passing are becoming more and more restrictive with the point of taking shit up to the Supreme Court, where we have a very conservative court. Thanks, fucking Brett Kavanaugh. And uh, we'll probably <laughs> overturn the longstanding Roe v. Wade abortion law unless some miracle happens between now and yeah so there's a an article that literally went up about nine hours ago saying that abortion laws in northern ireland are stricter than they are in alabama so um yep she can face life in prison if she has an abortion um so yikes yeah so repeal the eighth which is in regards to the republic of ireland that passed i believe last year and that largely became popular i believe we've spoken about this on the podcast before but somebody died via complications with her pregnancy and she it, she was trying to get pregnant wanted to have a child and unfortunately both her and her child died because she was unable to get an abortion or travel to the UK to get one which is I think the statistics was something like 15 Irish women a day travel to Great Britain to wow. have an abortion which is I mean as I said for Republic of Ireland that's no longer the case but with that I just think like you know you've got like that's for the it's almost like such like a privileged position, you know, because you've got to be able to get time off work, be able to book a flight, be able to book a hotel, be able oh, to get totally. into an abortion. I imagine because, you know, they wouldn't be under the same governments. There would be a cost to go with that. So I don't think it would be like an NHS thing. Um, I don't know if there was not mates rates, but what the deal was with that in regards to being a, I guess like an inter- an EU member coming right. in to, to use nhs facilities i imagine there would be a cost there yeah but it's like that on top of what is probably an incredibly traumatic and sad experience i i just think sometimes when people are sort of anti-choice i almost feel like the women in those situations are so like demonized like you know like yes i think it's disgusting that you know with this specific law that just passed that there's no sort of ifs or buts if it's incest or rape like even if you take it that if someone's like you know what i'm not ready to have a child yet which Mm -hmm. by the way is completely a valid reason to be Mm -hmm. like this isn't something that i want to do these women are almost like heralded as like devilish uh sadistic people whereas you know like i don't think anybody's enjoying this situation i don't think anybody's like throwing a fucking party you know like it's sad all around as hillary clinton once said it's not a or i I mean she said this like in every campaign i feel like she is obviously pro-choice but like she tried to like waver to a moderate crowd so she's like it's not an ideal choice but it's a choice like it's not a preferred choice like that that's always been kind of her rhetoric and i think that's also what people don't understand right like we take like one or two instances of abuse or whatever cases and blow them mm-hmm. up and they're like wow this is crazy look at women are just willy-nilly getting abortions left and right it's like first of all it's already like you mentioned 
complicated depending where you live. For me, I'm lucky. I live in the Northeast. I live in New York. It would never be as much of an issue for me. But if I lived in Minnesota, already before any of this, there might be one abortion clinic in the state that I could go to. You know how fucking big Minnesota is? That could take me five hours to get to. So it's like the distance equivalents, like in some sense of like going from uh, Great Britain to Northern Ireland, you know, like it's it's traveling (laughs) statewide. Here's let's let's just start here for a second. Why does the fucking government get to decide what I get to do with my body? Period. Like why? Why? Why are they <laughs> the concerned? Yeah. Podcast done. Because the moment my child that they're forcing me to have is born, don't care. They don't care. So, I, I it's just very hard for me to understand. You can have individual opinions and moral opinions. Like, even, Mm -hmm. like, my cousin on Facebook posted a couple weeks ago, she's about to have her second child, and she, like, is pro-choice. She's like, personally, it's not something I would ever choose morally with myself, but Mm. who who the fuck am I to to tell somebody what to do with their body? I just... That's the part where I'm like... Yeah, because it's like, okay, so... Gilead. You're saying that I (laughs) have to continue to have this child... Who's who's paying for it? Right. Like, you know, and it's like I I would never want to be forced into having a child. Shit, like it's twenty nineteen. People have casual sex. Like, let's say, let's like, let's give these like examples that people give. Right. Like, let's say I had a one night stand. I ended up getting pregnant. Yeah, that was my choice. Should I have been more careful when having sex and not had sex with a stranger that I, you know, didn't wear protection with? Absolutely. Yes, I should. That's a stupid mistake. But for then, for me to have to pay for for that for the rest of my life, and I'm like, I'm, I wouldn't want to, like, have a child that I didn't, like, I couldn't financially support, I couldn't emotionally support. And, like, I understand that there are some people who accidentally get pregnant and you go, do you know what? I'm going to do this. And great fantastic that's amazing and those people are still gonna do that that circumstance you know and i just think sometimes like i don't i wouldn't want to resent my children for like not like ruining my life you know like i want to be like oh right okay i'm 18 in college right uh no actually i am not in the climate to have a child like i am not in the position to financially emotionally support this child like where the fuck am i gonna live like am i just gonna like live with, like you know with my parents am i gonna get a council house like like yeah the, the- like logistically if i got pregnant right now and was forced to have the child i would have to quit my job and move to south jersey you know what i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. have a kid in my 600 square foot room in uh in brooklyn by myself no I don't yeah the the sheer fact that like other people can make these choices specifically about women's bodies mm. when our bodies are not the only part of how a baby gets made. I don't know if you, there was like a bunch right. of stuff on Twitter going around about like why don't we just make vasectomies like necessary since they're yeah. reversible or like that kind of stuff and like yeah that is the reason that's so mind-boggling to people is because nobody would ever consider encroaching themselves on like a Invasive man's body procedure. in that way. Yeah. Or just that—that's not even a—that's t- that's not even taken seriously because it's like, oh, you're gonna make a man go through this procedure. It's like, well, what other form of birth control is he responsible for other than putting it on a condom, which men are notoriously bad about? You know, <laughs> I don't. It, it, it's really bizarre to even 
try to tackle this conversation because like I just feel like before this the past 10 20 years were about making abortion more accessible and safer for women and and like you Mm -hmm. know uh, and now it's like here we are trying to get more than a six-week abortion like not like I was reading an article like you said not even for incest not even for rape like that's that's where we are those things aren't even in the fucking bill like they just haven't thought about so many things you know like this has not been thought through by people actually having sex and in these positions oh my god and like and also that so there's like two things like again the the sort of like no ifs no buts sort of thing i think is callous but also uh miscarriage is on i can't remember if it's georgia or alabama but miscarriage is perfect i'm like you could be like a wholesome christian couple who are trying to have a baby didn't have sex before marriage sort of wouldn't say boo to a goose like living the purest most innocent life trying to bring life into this world amazing fantastic and if you miscarriage unfortunately for whatever reason then face prosecution right like what yeah what like Like not like you're saying not only do you have to relive the trauma of losing miscarrying your child you've now got to do it in front of a court and and explain that it wasn't on purpose or that you know like this can just get so messy 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 and like now we we're valuing six weeks i don't even know what a baby is at six it's not even a baby it's a fetus it's a it's a ball it's a ball of sex we're valuing that more than the doctor that is going to like or the the woman's life and we're we're saying that woman could potentially get the fucking death penalty so but we're pro-life we want an unborn undeveloped potential for life to be it just yeah i don't understand it i really really don't neither do i I understand people having a moral, whatever religious belief against it, but to then control other people's actions and right. beliefs, just that's, I, I just can't wrap my head around that. Right. And sorry, speaking about like other people's uh, reaction on Twitter is um, sort of talking again about that sort of uh, sanctity of life at six weeks, being like, oh, like, what if they aborted someone that could cure cancer? I'm like, what if that 17 year old who's having a, a baby that they didn't want? Was, could, was that's a great cancer, point then couldn't go to college because she has to fucking look after a kid that she didn't want in the first place right. and that um, she might not love like or or be right. able to be a good mom do and won't be creating a right. good human and you know like you should have thought of that the one time you had sex okay what about what about the guy where's where's his responsibility yeah i don't know if you also saw this on twitter i think i mentioned this last week when we were first like debating this idea was Alyssa milano's uh, like sex strike. Oh, well, when she went to Georgia, or or I didn't. It wasn't necessarily the sex strike. I saw a clip of her like speaking to like a governor, I, MP equivalent. I don't know, and him being sort of like, "Oh, do you vote in Georgia?" She's like, "No, I don't, but my employees do." Right, <laughs> and True. like her like having this like face off with this guy, and I'm like, "Yes, go on." But the specific sex strike, I didn't look into. Well, it was basically like, and I, God bless her, you know, bless her for trying. But it's like it was it was basically like. We're gonna. Women should go on a sex sex strike until abortion is legal, or until these laws are like stricken down in Alabama and Georgia. And I'm like, okay, I appreciate the effort, but again, like the solution to this is taking away women's pleasure and women's sexual autonomy. Mm. Like that just didn't seem like she thought that through. I don't think it caught on. I mean, it definitely. I mean, it's it went viral and like whatever, but I don't. 
Mm. To me, as a liberal person, pro-abortion, pro-abortion, pro-choice, I'm like, uh, I'm going to keep having sex. <laughs> but, like, let's try something else. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, it was literally, like, sex strike. Well, I mean, that could lead to maybe some potentially coercion. True, true. If we want to get dark. But I think the idea is less so much about taking away women's pleasure, but also to take away men's pleasure as well in that situation. It was a sacrifice, clearly, she was willing to make. I mean... I mean, again, no. Good try. Good job. Yeah, I mean, right, right. You know, nice things effort. were getting desperate, so give it a go. Also, one thing I did want to mention about abortions is there are just going to be less abortions done in a medical setting. Exactly. It's a very powerful image of a woman at a protest holding holding a um, placard with a picture of a coat hanger saying never again on it. Wow. And it's like, it's, it's not going to stop people getting abortions. No. This is just going to stop people going to doctors about it. No. Which is a shame. And... I also just think people, are, we're, we're so tired right now. And, like, there's not the momentum around this that there have been for other... I mean, like, I, I've seen it on Facebook, but I just feel like people are just getting more and more tired and we're, like, letting this kind of go unnoticed in a way. And I'm like, when are, what do we do? Like, what do we do now? <laughs> do, do you think it's more sort of, oh, we're just going to slyly s- slip this in when no one's looking? Well, I think that these are, and this is, like, the article I was reading, these are clearly very strategic moves that, like, conservatives have been wanting to push for a long time because basically... These aren't going to be in effect, like, tomorrow, but they're going to make their way up to the Supreme Court because these laws directly go against federal law. And so now they're going to make their way to the Supreme Court, and now it's going to be the third big abortion case. And with we already, like, sort of lost one, like, 20 years ago, but we still had Roe v. Wade, which is, like, the main abortion, legal, legal Mm -hmm. abortion case. And now that we have a super conservative court that could potentially be overturned which would impact other state individual states rights right now it's like state by state which is is incredibly fucked up still but like you know the uh, the england ireland situation you you know northern ireland can mm-hmm. can go elsewhere still like like you said a privileged inaccessible thing i don't I, I think it was a strategic political move and i don't think anybody who's pushing it actually cares i think they they want to make a point and like appeal to whatever conservatives voted them in office but like i just think it's a political move and i don't think it's really thinking through the consequences like one of the i, I forget whatever article i was reading one of the um main legislators for alabama or georgia was like no we're not outlawing abortion we're just outlawing it once you find out you're pregnant it's like what the fuck like he doesn't they, they don't even understand what they're saying like or when women oh, if you find fall out down the stairs at four and a half weeks, so right, like they don't fine. understand. No, right, what? I just it just seems like a fucking mess. But um, totally unrelated. I mean, obviously, I think it comes down to sex sex education too. Like I was watching this documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. last night at like one a.m. called Hot Girls Wanted. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's like a it was like a it's like a sex worker documentary, but specifically about like eight, eighteen year olds who get into porn. Like amateur right. porn. No, I think I have seen. I haven't watched it, but I think uh, I've seen it was it was pretty. Day. It was not great, but but like the one girl, <laughs> who like you know fresh eighteen, like first time getting into the amateur porn industry, and she's like, yeah, like clearly not on birth control. She's like, I let 
you know, these guys, like, finished inside her or whatever because she got paid more money to do that. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go take plan B tomorrow. And, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can take that as many times as you want. And in my mind, I'm like, you absolutely can't. You can only take it, like, three times, like, every couple years or something like that. But, um, I don't know. Just, like, again, that's, like, okay, yeah, sure, that's an example of somebody, like, abusing whatever limited reproductive health resources are available. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's what it's going to turn into more and more. Like, people abusing outlets that shouldn't be used for those kind of things and having less access to, like, safe doctor. Like you said, abortion's never going to end. It's just going to be... Mm -hmm. And and the people and the people it's gonna disproportionately affect are women of color and uh, poor people. So, oh oh, a hundred percent. It's a classist thing because I I don't think for one minute if this sweet governor's daughter gets pregnant that she's not gonna get an abortion. Oh, she'll be whisked away somewhere. Into marriage. Oh, a hundred. Oh, there is no doubt in my mind that somebody will, some doctor, get paid a lot of money to not talk about it and do a safe procedure. So I think it's absolutely against the working class um, it keeps the poor poor and keeps the rich rich so i don't think it's to do with sanctity of life and how people feel about their religion or anything like that i think it's absolutely a capitalist move absolutely and i think (laughs) and i think something that people don't think or realize is like in the same way we're like villainizing women who get abortions like i know several people who have gotten abortions those close to me family members that have then gone on to be like amazing mothers you know so we think it's mm-hmm. like this like ba- quote unquote like baby killing thing when it's like it's about choices it's about where you are in your life and when you're going to be able to be a good mom and and make that choice and i'm sorry it's it's not a baby when it's six weeks old it's just not it's not a baby when it's 10 weeks old i just don't and that's just in my opinion and that's personal i again i i've never been in this situation i don't know what i would do but i would like to have the autonomy to make whatever choice i thought was best for me and my partner my family my life my career whatever you know Mm. (sighs) anyway so to be determined on that fire shit storm I just, oh. But in the vein, I mean, we can, there's so many other, you know, less extremes of body policing that I think we wanted to talk about, too. Like, we could talk about Mm -hmm. dress code and what we're allowed to do with our hair and what we're allowed to do with our bodies. And, I mean, even today, this is random, but I was in, I was at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden, and, and, like, of course, in the one, like, sunny, lit, beautiful area, like, everybody's taking, like, Instagram photos. And this one girl literally, like, (laughs) has her shirt up. But she's wearing, like, a sports bra, and, like, her presumed boyfriend is, like, taking photos of her, and I was judging her in that moment. I'm like, why are we doing, why are we, like, showing our boobs in front of just beautiful flowers? Like, I don't really understand. But again, I don't know, maybe this is, like, a breast cancer survivor or something, and she's like, what? Right. But, but even me, I was, like, low-key body policing her in my mind, and I'm like, alright, you do you. Like, bring your tits, mm. bring your tits out whenever, but body policing, yeah, so in school you had uniforms, huh? right yeah so um and that wasn't unique to my school that is i believe mm, i would say 90 percent of primary and secondary schools in the uk and public i I don't know how schools are there but are they public schools yeah yeah yeah. i went to the local comprehension like this isn't like a private school or anything it it's for dirty commoners such as myself as well (laughs) no i i mean obviously sort of the more posh and more expensive a school gets the more 
fancy a uniform will get like I, I didn't go to like I don't know if you've seen St. Trinian's or fucking Hogwarts or anything <laughs> like that I went to very much the school you down the road Hog- you didn't go to Hogwarts or did I <laughs> boo, 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 boo. no I didn't oh my God. but yeah and it's like my, my uniform was just like a, a sweatshirt a polo shirt and then like either a skirt or trousers or, how many uh, or what have you how many I was gonna say how many copies how many like of these outfits did you have like how many like because you would of yeah because you would have had to like wash it every single day or like every couple of days. Yeah, I don't know a few. <laughs> I'll ask my mum for you. I so get you much laundry. Like, you know. <laughs> I don't want to do my laundry like every three well, weeks. I can't imagine. Don't know that much. No. Oh well, you babes, you don't do it. You pay someone. I else hey to, so. hey. This is zing, now my like fourth time doing laundry myself, and I just want to <laughs> note that the place down the street that I usually used to draw my laundry up has reopened but i didn't i didn't do that i did my laundry monday because i was literally home all day and i was like this costs three dollars i can do this right now you got this but yeah so did you i mean obviously in that moment you didn't feel like any kind of body policing was going on probably when you were a kid but i just feel like that's always like at least for like u.s schools that argument has been Uh like on every standardized test right it's like you know it's like the one um persuasive essay it's always like pros and cons of school uniforms or whatever and it, it's i've just definitely seen mm. that on so many like i don't know that's that's definitely a topic yeah well i guess um sort of with school uniform you know if you come from a low-income household and you can have like the newest up-to-date trends and stuff like that's eliminated uh, because everybody's wearing the same thing yeah so like i would say like in primary school because I, I had it for both schools so, so sort of like what would be my elementary school I never really, I guess, had much of an opinion on my school uniform. It was just what I wore to school. It was navy. I'm not a big fan of blue. I prefer red, <laughs> but that were my school colours. So, But it was in secondary school where it was stuff like obviously wanting to dye your hair and have piercings what, and, you weren't able and to do makeup. That. No. So I must admit, I didn't dye my hair until I was like well out of school. So... That was never an issue for me. I did have like a very seen hairdo, which I never got told off for. I never got told off for um, backcombing my hair. But again, it was, it was dark brown, which is my natural color. So I imagine if I dyed it a different color, I feel like most people could get away with like red because obviously sort of ginger redheads is a natural color, even though it's like pillarbox red. Right. Like that's not a natural color. But I think that was kind of the sort of like deeper reds deeper purples were sort of as far as that could go but also when i was in school you know brightly colored hair dye was a a lot fewer and far in between to get hold of whereas you go into a boots now and you could buy i feel like that was very popular in my middle school and high school though that was the first time i dyed my hair i got like manic panic at hot topic and i you know dyed my hair or half of my hair purple or something and that wasn't against your school no the hair i don't think interesting ah uh, that's a good question well mine was never like super bright and i have dark hair so it's like it was right. like on the bottom of my hair or something but it's not to say we didn't have dress code like even today like when i was trying to pick out my first day of new my new job outfit i like was trying to like measure my dress and it's like fingertips like i was making sure that it was like i mean it's definitely long enough but you know i'm so we're so trained to like do that like oh whatever finger length it can't be like below your finger right. lengths or whatever and uh, I passed my dress code yeah. today, but nice. <laughs> but I remember 
hoodies were, which is again, like, in the wake of, like, Trayvon Martin and stuff, like, to come 20 years later, like, we can see what kind of, like, racist applications this had, but, like, loose Mm -hmm. clothing, like, hoodies were outlawed in, like, middle school, so, like, if you were wearing a hooded sweatshirt, you could go to, like, detention or have in-school suspension or something like that. Obviously, you could wear whatever you want, but, like, shorts couldn't be short, you couldn't wear, like, a tank top. I got in trouble, like, one time, and this was so random, In, in high school I wore, like, cut off uh knee length shorts that had like fringe on the bottom and right. my <laughs> fucking physics teacher made me like cut them i was like delia from delia's back in the day she made me cut off those fringes in front of the whole class i was like does this even violate the dress code it seemed so fucking rude yeah like that was that was wow. trauma that i experienced in my freshman year of high school that kind of thing yeah. i definitely i got to turn for that once um I remember one of my cousins wore, like, it was, like, when the Darfur, like, shit was happening, and it was, like, middle school or something, and she wore, like, a Mm -hmm. t-shirt about Darfur and, like, some kind of marijuana pun, and, like, so that was, like, not allowed. (laughs) But I, I, again, I think it was, like, very determined on, like, who your teacher was and how strict you were, and if you were a kid that got in trouble all the time, like, you might have, but there were definitely, like, the school dress code was taken seriously, but obviously people wore whatever they want, but to your point... That's a good point about, like, kids who couldn't stay up to date with, like, the latest fashion. Because, like, that that's such a part of the school experience. At least in my mind. It's like, who's wearing what? Right. Like, what new clothes did you get for Christmas? And, like, right. I remember this girl. Right. This is so fucked up. This girl in sixth grade. Her initials. How old would you be then? Uh, 11? 12? Okay. 11 or 12. And this girl who, like, wore the same outfits, like, every couple days. People made fun of her. And her initials were B.O. And they called her B.O. Like, body odor. It was very, very oh, mean. No. Bullying is very real. But that's just funny. So, like, oh, clearly no. it was... It's just so It was so fucking mean. But it was obvious, like, okay, she either didn't have a lot of money or whatever, like, wore the same, like, three outfits. And that would have never happened right. if we all wore the same thing every day. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think. So, again, I guess my dress code breaking would never come from me, like, not wearing school uniform. But it'd be, like... As the madness say, all I learned from school is how to bend, not break the rules. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it was very much like, so again, big scene kid at the time. So I wanted to wear skinny black jeans, but jeans weren't allowed. Mm. They had to be trousers. So there was like this one shop in Bristol that sold like, they were like an elasticated like school trouser material, um, which had like, was skinny. So I wore those. And it was, like, about, like, school shoes that you could only wear... If you were wearing trainers, they had to be, like, all black. And I was lucky enough that I had, like, all black van slip-ons. Piercing-wise, I don't think I had any piercings bar my earlobes in school. I got them all when I was, like, 16, but I had left. But also, you could probably hide that with your hair, couldn't you? Like, depending what your piercings are. Right. Like, your nose ring in or something to be a badass on the streets. Right, right, right lady mm-hmm. in the hallways oh my god you know it freak freak in the <laughs> say freak in the sheets probably not when i'm 14 <laughs> anyway so i think it was more like when people like dyed their hair or i'm trying to think like but also like even with like the limited outside clothes that you did have like whether it was your coat or your bag and stuff like that was still like subject to really? critique oh yeah 100 percent. like if somebody like i don't know had like a shit looking coat or whatever like 
someone would mention yeah. it. Another weird, I, I don't even know what the dress, the dress code's probably so much more strict now, but I remember during the time I was growing up, it was also, like, cargo pants recently got outlawed. So, like, if you had more than four pockets in your pants, that wasn't allowed. I.e., see school shootings in America and then that was their that was their way of like solving that. Hey, we're gonna we're not gonna tell you that you can't buy a no gun, gun laws, but trouser lords. But don't wear too many pants with too many pockets. Like that's how fucking backwards this place is. That was yeah. oh and like don't dress like yeah. a grebe with fucking And like flip flops. You couldn't you couldn't wear flip flops. Which like what was that like a safety issue? I guess you could like fall. if you were like, in a yeah, science lab. Fall. Or yeah, science had to wear like your lab coat wow what an experience grade school is but also that's a way like i mean you are very expressive i think with how you dress and like your style and stuff so to me like that would have been annoying not being able to do that at school but i get it's a distraction whatever i don't know that's also like laid in with stereotypes and control and and body policing about women and and specific people i just think all these all these rules are so targeted too Mm. And, no, I think you're definitely right where it comes to whether you're a student that particularly gets in trouble or is particularly talkative or brings attention to yourself or, or what have you, that they would probably get targeted a lot more than somebody who wore fringing, but, I don't know, was just not in the teacher's eye line right yeah. then. I'm trying to think if there was any... Uh, there was one time at my part-time job, so we weren't allowed piercings, uh, in my job for a while and I would get them and like try and hide <laughs> them and stuff but one time there was only like one time where it was in my place of work where I got told off for makeup so and what's interesting is I really wasn't wearing that much makeup like honestly truly like, I would hold my hands up and say like yeah do you know why I overdid it that day no I didn't I was wearing what I normally would wear if not less because I wasn't wearing liquid eyeliner and this one dude who was, like, working that day, it, it was just, like, the way that he spoke to me about it as well, which, like, rubs me up the wrong way. He was like, have you got anything to, like... And this is also at, like, 9, 10 a.m. in the morning. It's not, I don't know, 1, 2 in the afternoon. Like, I haven't been doing anything right. before work, right? And he was like, have you got anything to, like, get rid of this? And kind of, like, waved over his face. And I was like uh what are you talking about like i wasn't like wearing like a bright right. lipstick or anything <laughs> it was literally like concealer and mascara that was probably it because again it was like a semi-early shift and i was like i'm doing my makeup on the bus right, like right. and i just remember like asking other people but i was like no i don't and he was like oh it's just you know it's a bit much what like, is it do you know that's makeup? so bizarre to and me <laughs> i remember what was your re- like what did you even say to him i was just like no i don't have anything to take it off if i like add any water to it it's gonna make it look worse and like like, what (laughs) what about that is distracting to your job like how is that in any way i don't know uh impacting how you fucking serve people at your work is it distracting they they you have to now be responsible for other people telling you you're pretty or something should i look fucking beat up in the in a bad way like i don't get it no i don't i don't i don't know what his sort of reasoning was other than I shouldn't be wearing it. And then, like, I literally remember, like, it was a guy that was saying it. So I'm like, guys don't always... There's, like, a solid chance that you have no idea how much makeup I've really got on my face and what a change that makes. Because this wasn't a guy that wore makeup or anything. So I spoke to another man that I was working with, and I was like, do I look like I've got a lot of makeup on today? And he was like, 
no, you look the same as you always do. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but... Tom oh was his God. name. Tom, uh, asshole. <laughs> this is like eight years ago, so fuck you, Tom. <laughs> Call him out, named and shamed. That's so shitty, though, because then you have a Apparently moment so, where so. you have to reflect on something where you're like, do I look mm-hmm. okay? That wasn't even yeah, conscious that you're about. Like, yeah. what, what did I do wrong? And, I mean, I know I'm, I'm stretching here, but I just feel like so many of the body policing, it, it comes down on women and choices that women make with their bodies and their Mm-hmm. whatever freedoms they have or or don't have mm-hmm. same thing we were talking a little bit with like hair specifically like black women's hair and like hijabs like all these all these mm-hmm. choices that could be part of your culture part of your livelihood that are then dictated by and part, and of, part your of your identity, identity and well. dictated by your school or workplace i mean there have been a, so many stories right. about things like dreadlocks being not allowed in this sport or the and, mm-hmm. and you know like so much of that is laid in with racism and bias and and it's bizarre mm-hmm. that it still needs to be called out in that way like hey that's actually very targeted and specific and you are right. only comfortable seeing like black women with, with hair that looks like white women's hair which is like not how it's naturally looks right i mean hair could be a whole separate topic honestly there's so much to talk about with hair I think specifically when you talk about stuff like hijabs and dreadlocks, you know, those can often to some people relate, well, they relate to religion, like whether you're a Rastafarian or if you are a Muslim, you wear those or grow your hair out in a certain Mm -hmm. way because that's sort of like a reflection. It's like when somebody would say, can you please remove your hijab or can you please cut off your dreads? Like, do you understand what you're asking them to do? Like, do you understand what that means to some people? Because I guess, like, on on one hand, it can be, like, a quote-unquote choice. But, you know, for, you know, some people it's sort of to do with their religion. Or even if you take someone like a turban for a Sikh and stuff like that, where it's, like, this is... It's my identity. Like, you know, to do with my religion. I know with... And also with all of those examples, how is that really going to directly affect your work? None. Where... Well, exactly. I'm, like, depend... Like, I mean, there'd be very few jobs where any of those things would be a safety hazard you know like that's the only thing that i could think like if it's like something to do with i don't know your hair getting caught on something but it's not as if wear you can't wear a cap like... or do do other things like there there are workarounds right exactly i'm like there's like ways around yeah. that still right like beard nets and stuff like that you know like there's an option around it you're just not willing yeah. to explore it and also you know in most places that's it's not even a safety right issue, like what you is know? you having a great manicure have to do with being able to serve a coffee like i just don't understand I mean, when it comes to specifically that, I think it might be, like, nail varnish getting in a drink, but... And it's, but it's also with, like, piercings. Like, do you don't think I'm going to notice this massive bit of metal fall out of <laughs> my nose? Because I think oh, I, I see. will. So it's like they could choke on your nose ring. So, I got it, got it. Right, yeah. And drink up. <laughs> I was going like, to say, like, a finger gets in these chili one time and nobody's allowed to do anything. But that is, like, an old wise tale, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Or maybe there was a fucking finger, but it definitely wasn't a piece of jewelry. It was like, also, I love Wendy's and I'll never stop. Anyway. Oh, yeah, exactly. Four for four. Oh, they sell the bacon. Fuck yeah, four for four for means. life. So good. Let me I just break. Let, let's let's wind this down on a positive note. A four for four is basically you get four items and each is a dollar. So I can get a soda, fries, a burger, and chicken nuggets, and all of that is four dollars. Oh, it's That's amazing! Disgusting. I think you mean delicious, not disgusting. Oh my god! 
that's you complain about meal deals. Oh, well, that's you know how I mean. I'm talking deals, about fast food. You can that's, get, that's the shit. I mean, in the burger, when I say burger, you know, it's like small, four little chicken nuggets. But like, yeah, it's it's great deal. Clearly, I am actually very hungry and I'm, right now, and I'm thinking of this. Uh, <laughs> get a frosty for fifty cents. That's also dope. That yeah. Anyway, this is actually a long-winded pro-abortion ad for Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh you for today's God. sponsor. I don't. There's no game four in today's four. episode. We can't. No, the game is our lives. <laughs> playing with women's bodies. It is not a fucking. It ain't joke. no fucking it, game. It really, I think that these are questions that I don't know who our followers are or where they land politically. I assume not very conservatively, or else you would have had something to say by now. But right, hey, right, <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> And I need to do this more, too. Like, just... But I don't know anybody who's anti-abortion. I really don't know anybody, like, in my circle who's anti-abortion. Like, I don't know who to talk to about this. But if you do, just, mm-hmm. like, you know, reaching out to those people, I guess, and trying just, like, I would a, a Trump supporter and try to be like, why? Like, what? what is this? But it's different. It's different. Yeah, because I, I guess with, like, when we're talking... Well, actually, about all of the sort of issues that we've spoken about today, my question really is why? Like, why are people so, to to the point of destructiveness, like a social right. injustice, are you so focused on abortion? Like, why is that something that is so up for debate? Because I feel like <laughs> yeah. it's not. You know, I, 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 as I said, I feel like, you know, abortions have always happened and will continue to always happen. It's just the safety of a woman that is, yeah, and not, and not being prioritized whatsoever. I don't agree with in any of these conversations. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, as you said, yes, there are, um, dress codes that apply to men as well as women. I imagine, actually, I think there was a protest, like a little, a protest in a primary school or maybe a secondary school i'm unsure where girls had to wear skirts they couldn't wear trousers or shorts so then hashtag not all men the boys in the school started wearing skirts yo when my mom was growing up they weren't allowed to wear jeans they only were allowed to wear dresses to school public school but yeah no i i think it's almost disproportionately um angled against women unfortunately Again, and minorities as well with that, you know, when we're talking about stuff where you are um, visibly playing your religion, if it's through um, sort of hair growth. Body policing um, is fucked up. Garments. That's Mm -hmm. that's where we land. Amen. And goodbye. No. um, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Hopefully we can have something lighthearted to talk about next time, but I'm doubting it with Mm. the way things are flowing. We'd love to hear from you and... You know, if you're in a place that is threatened by these anti-abortion laws, whether it's in the UK or not in the UK, whether it's in Northern Ireland, that's in the UK? I don't know. I don't know anymore. You guys are like, Brexit, UK, Great Britain, I don't know. It is in the UK, What is it? What is it? I'm just kidding. Okay. I, do, I do know. Okay. I do know. So, Great Britain. Let me, should I be tested right now? Okay, do you? Great Go Britain then. is England. Yeah. Northern Ireland. Scotland. Incorrect. Or am I doing the UK now? Are the UK and Great Britain not the same thing? No. Okay, so I know the United Kingdom. Okay. I don't know Great Britain, I guess. <laughs> England, this is the game, which is a sh- flashback to nationalism episode. The UK is England. I think I asked you the this UK question. The UK is England, Northern Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. 
I don't, I guess I don't know what, I guess Correct. I don't know what Great Britain is. What's the difference? So Great Britain refers to the big fat island, which Northern Ireland is not okay. attached to. So it's Wales, England and Scotland. And then United I was Kingdom close. Northern <laughs> Ireland in that. You were. That's correct. You were. Also a part of the EU, but not for long or maybe long. Who knows? To be the Next week I'm voting on members of European Parliament. Nice. La, 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 la. That's what we're going to talk about. It's a fucking joke. What a fucking farce. <laughs> oh, God, please Definitely no. write us. Please no. Call us, beep us if you want to reach us. We yeah. care about what you think. Absolutely. If you have any lighthearted topics that you'd like us to talk yeah. about, then absolutely we will take we those on. for one. Or even some more sad ones. You know, if you if you want to hear these sad girls talk about the sad, sad world. Sick sad world. <laughs> Sick sad that's fine world. Too. Listen, listen with Incubus. Are we singing Incubus? Is that what we're doing? No. I mean, I was going for oh, Daria, okay. but equally 90s there references, I like that's it. Where we are. <laughs> Bye. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. bye.